0: Welcome to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. I'm Michael Kingswood, a retired submarine officer. I'm also a private pilot, martial artist, engineer, and a lifelong fan of science fiction and fantasy. I've written and published dozens of stories across the entire spectrum of speculative fiction. So sit back, let your mind wander through realms of adventure as I tell you a story. Hey, it's Michael Kingswood, and this is Storytime, episode 14. We're done with the Veritas Morte. Uh, the last scene of that story was the last podcast, and I really hope you enjoyed it. Like I told you then, I, uh, I intend to do a couple of non-reading story things for the next couple of podcasts because, and, uh, you know, a guy sometimes wants to talk philosophy. And sometimes he likes to pimp some of his other stuff. (laughs) But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, This one is about a philosophical discussion. I pulled the audio off a video that I put up on YouTube and some other places a few months back about my philosophy of writing. And about uh, what is good writing, why do I do what I do, is it meaningful, is it not? You know, you can listen to it agree or disagree you know that's you know we all have our own opinions about these things we have our own philosophies and this is mine uh yeah take it for what it's worth uh if you agree hey cool if you don't also cool let me know send me an email leave a comment on the podcast and on the or on the video that it came from and uh hey we'll have a discussion or not if you're so inclined but yeah that's uh my thoughts about life the universe and everything of writing enjoy and we'll talk to you again soon hey it's michael kingswood again and i was gonna read you a chapter from my other book just do some pimpage networkless conspiracy great book but i got distracted by going off on a tangent about writing philosophy So I decided, since that video was just getting hugely long, that I was going to split it up. So this one, I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal philosophy of writing and business, and I'll pimp my other book at another one. Hope you don't mind. Uh, the reason it got diverted out is I was starting to talk about how long this book took to write, and, uh, that got me into, you know, how writing works, and, uh, and some of the pet peeves I have about writers and how annoying they are. Um, if you go on my website, which judging by the site traffic, you haven't, the, um, yeah, I have this little about me tab where I do this, sort of a rant. Uh, basically, long story short of it is I'm not an artist. I don't think of myself as an artist and frankly, in, a lot of times I can't stand artists. Because there tends to be this, there tends to be this snooty kind of, "I'm better than you," and look at the important thing I do thing when it comes from the whole bunch of writers and artists, and it's, it's BS, and it's also freaking annoying. So I don't, I don't subscribe to that part of the snootiness that annoys me about writers is they'll talk about how hard it was to write their book and they had to pour their soul out, and then it's so important and. Yeah, it's going to change the world and that's why I'm a writer's baloney. You're writing fiction. Fiction doesn't change the world. Fiction is for fun. It's for entertainment. It's to escape your day and, you know, live vicariously through another for a while. And yeah, okay, you can adjust some important points and get people to think. And uh, there have been some Pretty, you know, moving stories out there. But they didn't change the world. And they can't. What changes the world? Economics. Politics. War. And religion. Now some pompous atheist will now come out and say, Well, religion is fiction. Yeah, you're just being pedantic douchebag when you say that because you know darn well. It's not the same thing. If you, even if you don't believe in religion, it was not written as fiction. It was written as a means of you know, communing and learning about God and spirituality and the meaning of life, right? Um, not as entertainment, right? And not intentionally false, right? So, yeah, yes, fiction can inspire to an extent and can make people think differently, to an extent, sort of, but not really. It doesn't change the world. So this whole delusion of, Ooh, I'm going to change the world and my writing so important, is like, shut up! God, get over yourselves. The other thing that annoys me about writers and writing is this whole notion of, oh, it had, the, the book, it, it was so hard, and I struggled so long on it, and, uh, meh, baloney also. All right, so this is the longest book I've written. It's 122,000 words. Comes out to 408 pages in the paperback. Uh, the next story itself, and take away the front and back headers, like 390 or so. All right, it's a good-sized book. All right. Um, Want to know how long it took me to write it? If I was your typical lying, pompous writer, I'd say two years. Because first word, I wrote the first words of it in the summer of 2011. And finished it in middle of 2013, and it came out in that fall. right? So, yay, two years! I slaved so hard on that book! <laughs> Baloney! Because, here's what I do, that probably not a whole lot of other writers do. Because, A, hey, I'm kind of a geeky, because uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm a certified nuclear engineer for the Navy. Uh, let's see, but what else? Oh yeah, I'm an MBA. So I know a little bit about accounting and a little bit about business finance, and I know this little fact that you have to know how much labor went into a thing before you can determine if it was profitable or not, right? Because labor is not free, even mine, especially mine, because it takes time that you can never get back, right? so therefore I have this little spreadsheet and every time I start, I can, can I keep track of my writing to the minute and I apply an hourly rate that I think is reasonable for my time and efforts uh, which I you know never actually pay myself but it is a an overhead right so uh must compute into the cost of goods produced uh, so then then you can use then further use that along with other things like editing costs and cover art, copyright fees and all this sort of sort of thing to figure out the total expense of the book, and then you can figure out your your break even point and your profit margin, your return on investment, and all that other good stuff, right? Um, so I've been tracking it. So this book took was like I said, one hundred twenty two thousand words, four hundred eight pages, seventy nine point eight hours. Two weeks of work, spread out over two years, right? Because I was doing other stuff, I was writing other things, I was working for the Navy, traveling, doing Navy stuff, doing uh, all this other things, doing real life, all this other stuff, right? I don't write full time. Even full time writers don't really work, don't really write full time, right? Because they have business related stuff they have to do. Even if they're crappy at business, they still have to do it, right? The Marketing and emailing with your publisher and your cover guy or your and you know you name it all the other business related stuff has to get done, right? So you can't really write eight hours a day. Uh, and then there's also the notion that uh, if you're yeah you know, writing's not hard no matter what, and a writer will tell you it's like oh it's so hard to write that book. out ah, baloney! You're just being a whiner, right? The it's not hard. Well, they just create, and there's a certain amount of creativity to it. And sometimes, you know, it's a little, you're not quite sure where you're going with it. And you sometimes take a step back, go do something else, and in the middle of, you know, I don't know, punching, hitting the heavy bag, all of a sudden you realize, oh, <laughs> I know what to do next. And then you come back and you're right. right? But there's so, all those reasons why you can't do eight hours a day. Well, you could, but most people don't. I haven't. I've only done, I've done a couple of long days like that, but yeah, almost never. Um, even full-time writers, they don't believe him when they say it differently. So, yeah, so, so it's not about changing the world, because I can't, and it's not this super hard exercise, and it's not just great, grandiose, you know, spiritual, blah, 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 it's for fun, it's entertainment, it's all about fun, it's all about living vicariously to somebody else. And, you know, take getting away from the daily grind of, you know, normal life and just having fun. Just like your reason why you watch a TV show or whatever. So, I have no agenda I'm trying to push. I have no cause. Causes annoy me. Because it's just another way of virtue signaling, saying, look how much better I am than everybody else. I'm all about this cause. Freaking annoying. Anyway, um... I'm yeah, just writing these things because some things that I think are fun, that I found fun to write, and I thought hope you guys will think are fun, fun to read. Um, if you get something more out of it, right, because it's inevitable that you're gonna, everybody has opinions, everybody has their own personal philosophies, even characters in books. And Sometimes per- those characters' personal philosophies are derived from the writer, but sometimes they're made up of whole cloth, but there's always the writer always puts something himself into it, right? So my own philosophies and some of what I think is inevitably gonna come out. And you know, there's always, you know, one of those, those annoying ass English lit majors are true, are right, and that there are th- books tend to have themes or not, but they also take it way too far. Because look, Shakespeare was trying to get butts and in seats into his theater. Tolkien wasn't writing a metaphor about World War One or World War Two. He specifically said in his author forward, it's neither allegorical nor metaphorical. He was only writing it as a means of developing the Elvish language. And because he regretted that Britain had, didn't have this great mythological culture that some of the other places did, so he made one up for himself. Right? <clears throat> Freaking all these other hoity toy people that we think are so grand now, they were, you know... They were the James Pattersons of their, their day, right? They were just the best sellers, the people, that, the things that people liked the most to read, and probably the the nose in the air types of their day thought they were just trash and pulp and they're just not worth it. And now, now, hundred years later, since people still like them to read their stuff because it's entertaining and and fun, in addition to having you know some deeper stuff going on there. Now we consider them pr- profound. Guarantee they were not considered profound to begin with. All right. it's all putting on airs as a function of academia. I mean, there's nothing else better to do than sit around and navel gaze and think about, you know, the meaning of the three words in that fifth sentence in the twentieth paragraph of chapter three. If, you know, it's, they actually had, yeah, I don't have a lot of respect for the that sort of academic endeavor because but anyway that's neither here nor there anyway we're about 10 minutes now i'm closing it up um i'll read the first chapter of that book later on to pimp it and we'll come back with more fun stuff later In the meantime go to my website say hi drop me a line uh join the mailing list if you want to hear more about what i'm doing drop me some bucks on patreon if you want Or just buy my stuff, that'll work too. All right, have a good one. That'll do it for this episode of Storytime with Michael Kingswood. Come by my website, michaelkingswood.com, for information about my work. There you can sign up for a newsletter where I tell about new releases and special promotions. Guaranteed to be spam-free. Or just drop me an email at michael at michaelkingswood.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you really like my stuff and feel like giving me a buck, Stop by Patreon and sign up to be a patron. As always, if you like today's story, be sure to leave a review on your favorite online bookstore and share this podcast with all your friends. This production is copyright Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.